0: Uh, Welcome to the Controversial Podcast with me, uh, Jonathan Troy. This is my brother, Alex Troy. And uh, we're going to take a look at some um, controversial statements and then debate those controversial statements. And that's what we do on this podcast. We debate and we celebrate people's differences and we have a good time. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy yourself, (laughs) I
0: be such a good radio DJ
1: um that's debatable <laughs> it's not debatable first topic, it's about <laughs> first topic whether or not that's true do you want to get
0: into the first topic yeah I'm, so, I'm so obsessed with getting close to the microphone and that's my issue yeah I know your voice is going and in and like, out as hello. Well. um I don't want to be too far away from it even oh shit oh fuck you <laughs> okay uh our first topic is pineapple on pizza
1: yes here for it
0: (laughs) um we need to frame this so pineapple shouldn't be on pizza discuss
1: uh no there should be no toppings on pizza pizza should just be margarita and that's it cheese and tomato
0: not even some sort of meat
1: Mm. (laughs) no you don't think there should be any toppings let alone pineapple on pizza no but i do like bland food so you know there's this caveat it with that i would say so what
0: do you think about other people having pineapple on pizza i think they can have pineapple on pizza
1: if it's cut off small enough so it's not chewy
0: but the concept of
1: fruit i would never have any something... i would have no toppings on pizza okay but
0: you're okay <laughs> You're okay with other people having pineapple? I don't, mind, I don't
1: mind if other people want to pineapple on wow. pizza. This is what we call. How do you feel about si- it? sitting on the
0: fence on a controversial <laughs> podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, funny enough, I feel the same. Way. <laughs> I do. I don't think it's that big a deal for people to have pineapple on their pizza, but I wouldn't
1: have it on there myself. The problem with pineapple is. There is no other fruit you would have on there, is there? Um, I think that's why it's controversial to have pineapple on pizza.
0: Well, exactly. So if you put a, if you had apple or an orange on a pizza, that would be weird, unacceptable. Mm-hmm. But pineapple is for some reason acceptable.
1: Yeah, I'm assuming it's because it's with a savory. Because I would have sweet, have sweet pizza, like an Nutella pizza.
0: What with a pineapple?
1: No, with no but without but I'm saying like you'd have strawberries in Nutella, say, for example, but that's because it's a sweet topping. Whereas pineapple's sweet, but you haven't with a savory topping, I think that's why people are yes upset about it.
0: So are we saying that it shouldn't be allowed?
1: I'm not saying it shouldn't be allowed. I'm saying I probably wouldn't choose it.
0: Yeah, but you wouldn't choose it because you don't
1: like it. I like pineapple.
0: Do you? You like yeah. pineapples?
1: Yeah. Very interesting. I just don't like big chunks. I like them cut up into small chunks. Uh,
0: so you can't taste them.
1: No, just uh, just it's a texture issue.
0: Yeah, no, I I am the same. So I don't like big big filthy chunks
1: of pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> Do you make some more noises into the high crowd?
0: <laughs> Let that be the end of it. Okay, what I was gonna say. Um, yeah, I think we've nailed that one. <laughs> So do I. (laughs) Um, Right. Maybe we'll do one that we have more of a strong opinion on. I think this one you might have a good strong opinion. So I'll go to your opinion on it first again. The statement is... Fucking hell. All kids have to do chores. Go. At what age? (laughs) At any age so the concept the concept is as a child you should have been made to do chores by your parents not like oh from two years old but like as a child it's part of your duty to do stuff around the house for your parents essentially
1: uh i don't think it is your a child's duty to do stuff around the house i don't think a child is like a slave to the parent
0: interesting but do you think that they should do chores
1: i think they should do like for pocket money and stuff i think they should do chores um for pocket money they shouldn't just have to do chores as a child without without reward i think the point of doing i I think the point of a child doing chores is for them to learn routines and habits that they're going to have to do as they get older so it's good it's good to get them into a routine and a habit and it's also good for them to learn to earn earn money to get a reward for doing something although i think something like reading a book is a much better way to reward a child for them to learn rather than to reading a book
0: Uh, reading a book is a reward
1: no i think they should they should reward them for for read for things like reading a book i think that's more important because it teaches them a, a better mindset of trading their time for money
0: do you so you you like the idea of training them to, try, to trade their time for money? No, I don't.
1: I, I think they should learn it for for the importance of habits um, and the fact that they are going to have to do all these things as they get older anyway because they're going to own a home or live in a home and they will have to learn to do these things whether they like it or not. So you might as well get them into the habit of knowing that these things have to be done around the house. But I think that something like reading, a, getting them, giving them pocket money for completing a book is much more beneficial to them to self-learning basically over trading their time taking the bins out or whatever for trading their time for money basically which is what every employed person does it's a better mindset for a child to have to educate themselves rather than trade their time for money so trade their money for education basically okay here's one for you life is easy when you're beautiful um, how do you feel about beautiful people i <laughs>
0: i do find life quite easy <laughs> um life is easy for beautiful people that is a very interesting one actually because i would argue that yes life is easier for beautiful people i think that there are lots of benefits to being beautiful that we pretend aren't that important and we live in a very kind of like body positive everybody's got something to offer kind of world but it's not the reality the reality is we all want to look like certain beautiful people and as a result we gravitate towards those people and opportunities are offered towards those people because they are naturally more appealing than those who are not.
1: So you'd say there's a beauty privilege. I like would say that. Privilege, I would say privilege. there's a beauty privilege. Yeah. Okay. So I actually saw an interesting clip on this the other day from a, from a pod maybe another podcast or on TikTok or Instagram or something, and it was saying that if a attractive guy walks up to a girl at a bar and tries to chat her up, even if she's taken or not interested she will appreciate the fact that an attractive guy has tried to talk to her yeah as long as they're respectful obviously and you know just want to strike up a conversation they will feel they will be they'll feel happy they'll 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 move away from that conversation even if they say no sorry i've got a boyfriend or i'm married or or even if they're not they're, they're not interested for whatever reason they'll feel happy about that and they will tell their friends bill oh, it's really nice guy chatting me up blah 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 whereas if you're an unattractive guy and you do that in a bar Or you're overweight, or or whatever, you know, poorly dressed, or whatever, whatever you want to class as unattractive, you're then some sort of creep, like approaching a girl, and the girl would be like, oh, like, why is this guy coming up to me? Blah, blah, blah. So there's that side of privilege. And I do agree with that, but the strong argument I would make against it is it doesn't matter how good looking you are, or how ugly you are, it's about whether or not you can approach that girl in the bar or the girl can approach a guy in the bar because it's all well and good going oh well it's like this person's got this privilege because they're a 10 out of 10 they got an amazing body you know they're dressed well they look great but if they can't go and talk to a girl and they're trying to meet meet a future wife or they can't talk to a guy and they are they want to meet their future husband and you've got someone who's nowhere near as good looking nowhere near as good in shape not as well dressed but they can just walk up to everyone and have a conversation and not only can they have the confidence to walk up to a conversation but they're charismatic and they can hold conversation and they can make someone laugh. That's worth 10 times more than being good looking.
0: Yes. Well, you're probably not wrong there, but it depends on your interpretation of privilege because the privilege that you experience with being good looking exists, whether you know how to use it or not. So if you're talking about someone who's got really good, uh, like conversation really charismatic but they're really ugly
1: um no one's going to come up to them but with a, no one's gonna come up to them
0: person. but if they go up to someone and they can chat them up that's fine but the reality is that if another person has the same um char- charisma but also the good looks then they're immediately privileged so you could argue that all of it's a privilege essentially if you've got confidence and you've got charisma then that's a privilege and if you've got good looks that's also a privilege so it's kind of like a a privilege a balancing act between what how much privilege you actually experience but then you can argue it depends how you interpret the concept of people throwing that privilege in your face essentially so saying well life's easier for you because you're good looking yeah um how deep do you take the word privilege
1: yes well and it and also it all changes doesn't it because you could be someone that's overweight and then you don't have the privilege of being in shape but you could then become in shape and then you have a different you have a privilege then there's
0: certain things you can control and certain things you can't control and being good looking to an extent is an interesting one because you can't control how good looking you are as a base level but i've always believed that both for men and women there is if you want to be good looking by society standards if you want to be beautiful by society standards everybody can reach a certain level quite easily and that's and that's quite simply you
1: dress nice smell nice in shape do your hair
0: yeah exactly figure out what head shape you have figure out what head shape you have cut your hair so that it works (laughs) 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 um yeah Get in shape, eat well, your skin will look good, get some clothes that fit your, your figure well and uh, like, literally you'll be as good looking as like the top 20% of the people. But, the, on- the only not- people that won't are people who have got like serious.
1: <laughs> I don't um... know if you're supposed to laugh at it. I know what you mean. that. If you have like really bad acne, for example, there's nothing you can do. Yeah, like a
0: massive nose or something. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: <that>. What? <laughs> no, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. But again, there's lots of things people have now done—fillers and Botox and all sorts of—you know—people and um, people have nose jobs and stuff now. To, if you want yeah. to change those stuff.
0: But there's a, there's a couple of realities that still exist. So, for example, um, the if you work in my I work in marketing, obviously, and there is a reality to um, the way that you market something. People try to have tried to socially engineer this out of the world, but. Um, a beautiful person in in like the clothes you're trying to sell or whatever mm-hmm. they make a difference like that is still a reality and people try to pretend it's not and there are some people who actively avoid that but at the end of the day like if you put me in a brand new like Ralph Lauren Ralph Lauren top mm-hmm. versus like David Gandhi or who, I think his name yeah, is David, David Gandhi. Gandhi yeah like he well he's famous so maybe that's not the best example but like a good looking person then the good looking person's going to sell more of the Ralph Lauren tops basically it's just that simple and so there's a there's avenues open
1: but there is a big movement at the moment of like plus size models now selling yeah. products and you know there is a large portion of the country now that's overweight so therefore that do they then become more appealing obviously we're moving slightly away from beauty here onto onto weight but like i said beauty is there's you can only do so much of your looks Whereas like for for example, overweight, if you class overweight as being unattractive in the in the eye of, you know, like world beauty of what you'd say is like, you know, people with a six pack and slim, that that's what people class as beautiful on a on a um very basic level, not on a you know, more deep level. Um would you say that level on a service level yeah would you or a materialistic level would you say that then the larger people now though are now more attractive yeah but have become more attractive because, because we're pushing them into more so- socially I. Is, is
0: beauty um societally constructed in the first place essentially I mean, yeah and we can um no i i think that beauty is i think the question is is um are things the way they are because we made them that way or um, did we make them that way because that's the way things are? Yeah. And I think it's the second the latter. I think that beautiful people are considered the beautiful people because they're the beautiful people. Yeah. So I don't think we'll socially um engineer it out. And I think when it comes to that marketing sort of idea that they're using larger models and stuff, I think it's great if it helps people feel a little bit included and stuff, but although I don't think, you know, certain levels of obesity should be encouraged. But um, I think we that buy... That is controversial. <laughs> I think it probably is. That's terrifying. But I think um, we buy things and we op- operate based on what we want and not who we believe to be. We, the, the, we operate on who we believe we want to be, not on who we actually are. I yeah. think that's a fundamental truth of human nature. Is
1: an, uh, the, the opposite of that privilege is... Is that people don't approach more attractive people because they think that they're un- unapproachable.
0: Yeah, but that seems like one of those like, um, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? It's uh, you know, that uh, it's not a big deal. Like if you're like moaning, like like being like, oh, do you know what? It's so hard to choose what to spend all my money on. Like you don't understand the problem. Like I could buy five different tvs and it's just so hard to choose which one and you're like well it might be but it it's it's not a problem yeah but that it it's a problem of privilege true. ironically But then
1: if all the tvs turn their backs every time you went to look at them because they didn't want to go they didn't want to have yeah them. but
0: that's not because that's not how it works firstly <laughs> <laughs> tvs can't do
1: that you know what i'm saying though you know what i'm saying <laughs> no but no but i disagree
0: i don't think people do that like You there might be like oh you don't go and talk to them, but there's nobody who turns their back. Single people who turn their back on beautiful people because they're just like I haven't got a chance with you.
1: I think a lot of single people would consider not talking to someone who's more attractive than them.
0: Yes, but not if the more attractive person is the one who's clearly initiating the conversation.
1: Yeah, but we're not. We're not talking. I'm not talking about them initiating. I'm talking about them people initiating with them so you're saying the privilege yeah. is that you would they would get more attention because they're more attractive but is it not also true that people would give them less attention on on a more of a uh this is more on a dating scale really than a you know a work scale because on a work scale obviously you're not approaching someone because they are unattractive it doesn't really matter yeah, yeah this you, is on a dating this is more on a dating scale but then, do you think uh, on a work scale, do you think someone would be employed who's better looking?
0: Yes, I do. And there's there isn't there supposed to be like um, studies suggesting the thing called the halo effect, which is the concept that a beautiful person, um, because you like the look of that beautiful person, um, they create sort of a halo effect, which means you automatically believe that they are better at doing things than they are. So if you were polled, if you were asked, like, do you think this person can play football? If they're a good-looking guy, there's, uh, you would probably um, subconsciously think, yeah, they must be, because look at them, they're a good-looking person. Um, and I believe, although I don't have them with me, um, there are studies that show that. And there's also studies that show things like beautiful people get less time, get less uh, um, jail time than unattractive people
1: so so beauty, so beauty privilege does exist
0: i think beauty privilege massively exists and i don't think that's a bad thing that's i think that's a key point there i don't think that's a bad thing i think that like as you alluded to everybody has privileges in different places and i think beautiful people should be allowed to be beautiful people and i don't think we should be annoyed that they are because there's plenty of things they don't have a privilege in like they might be really stupid and some people get really lucky in life and they're really smart and they're really charismatic and they're really wealthy and they're good really looking. good looking and it happens and we aspire to be those people but it's not that many people everybody has their own stuff
1: and a lot and... of the time the most popular people are those people
0: yeah and they make I it like look like celebrities and well exactly and we and we do we lord them up and we shouldn't um we shouldn't act like that is the norm um, because it isn't, but we also shouldn't like pretend like that these people don't have all those things going on. like. Yeah. Um, so, beauty is a privilege.
1: Okay, I think that went a lot better with me asking the question. <laughs> so, I'll ask the next one as well. I think I said some extremely insightful stuff. Clowns are scary.
0: Clowns are 100% scary i i think that clowns are a terrible terrible aren't children's entertainer
1: aren't clowns only scary in context
0: in what context
1: well in the context of you know if you saw a clown in the middle of the night that's scary whereas if a clown was making balloons for a child i wouldn't find the clown scary if the clown then pulled out a knife i'd find that scary if he pulled out a pump to pump up the balloon, I would just be like, "Oh, it's a clown pumping a balloon up." <laughs>
0: yes, but the point would be that um, a clown can somehow work itself into the context of it being a scary.
1: Uh, is that not thing? just
0: because of movies, though? Potentially, so potentially there's a reason for it. That is that we've manufactured it, but the the there are plenty of things that haven't been manufactured into scary um, beings or or ideas and the clown has and i think the clown has for good reason because it is a grotesque caricature of a human being which is kind of synonymous with a concept of like a
1: horror character but it's not it's not a, it's not scary looking is it it's not it's no different the women are going to hate this, Then putting makeup on for a girl and changing her face to look like a completely different person. Yeah, but... They we're... do look like a completely different person. When they take their makeup off, they literally take a layer of colour off their face of whatever they've put on, which is no different to what a clown is doing.
0: Yeah, but a clown's doing it in a... in a more aggressive, noticeable way.
1: But aren't clowns normally, like, got a big smile drawn on and stuff?
0: yeah which is kind of creepy isn't it like most creepy things have like massive fake smiles nothing scarier than a big fake smile
1: oh uh, i don't know about that but i can see that you're a little taken back by clowns which i didn't know
0: oh clowns are horrifying
1: i i don't i'm not would you now never over, hire a clown then for a child's never, birthday i would never i would never even if your child was like i'm desperate i want a clown for my birthday oh, would you not hire one? i would throw that child in the trash <laughs> he'd be doing or she'd be doing chores all week
0: i'd dress up as a clown and then i would wait till they fall asleep and i'd go there at two o'clock in the morning and i would scare the shit out of them in a clown outfit so that they never ask for a clown again no i wouldn't if my child wanted a clown i'd get them a clown i'm not i'm not completely um i'm not scared of clowns just in the street and stuff but i understand the concept of them being scary and i don't think that they are something that is like Clearly and overtly, like a good idea, and I do think that that is partly because society has hijacked them to be some creepy clowns. And I think you've seen the John John Wayne Gacy, I think it is. Um, he's the guy who loved clowning, and he was like a serial murder, a serial okay. killer.
1: Oh, so is everything on Netflix about it?
0: At the yeah, 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 it's I a it, Yeah. Um, and there's that. Also, there's that famous story. Have you ever heard the famous story about the the it, clown in the corner? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah, but no. So, and I don't, I think this is literally based on the
1: corner to do with something of if it's sitting with the teddies. Yeah. 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 Basically
0: yeah. the little girl keeps crying. And then yeah. when they call the parents, the parents, which this haunted me as a child, to be fair, this story, and maybe that's where it sort of stems yeah. from, but they said, like, oh, get out of the house, get out of the house now. And that like really, oh, it gives me like, um, makes <laughs> well, the hairs yeah, on the yeah, back but... of my neck stand up thinking about uh, it. So
1: basically that story for everyone watching this is that there is a child in a bedroom and that. Is it a babysitter? The mum and dad yeah, are out, the and there's and a babysitter, out, in babysitter, in, babysitter and, the, and the child's complaining about keeps just crying, basically. Yeah, about something in the room. Yeah, essentially, and then they say that the babysitter rings the parents, and the parent and the babysitter says, "There's um, the the clown is upsetting the child," and they basically tell her, there "Get is, out of house! Get out of house Yeah, There's no clown! Don't take out it! Out just the take the baby and go." <sighs> right, that's scary. But if that was the case that's what scared you. Wouldn't it be just as scary if it was a cuddly animal there that turns out not to be a cuddly animal, and it was a bear or a giraffe? And they're like, "There's not a giraffe, cuddly animal in there, so get out."
0: I mean, that would be extra scary. There's a giant giraffe in there. <laughs> no, no,
1: I'm talking about a human dressed up. um
0: Yes, maybe, but uh, it doesn't stop the clown from being scary as a result.
1: Yeah, I think it's just. I don't think it's the actual clown. I mean, I can understand why people might be scared, but I think it's drummed into it's you. It's like saying
0: it's like saying flying isn't scary because it's only like like because you're not crashing, and it's like yeah. But the point is that you're scared of flying because you have a much higher chance of crashing as long as you're flying.
1: But is there a much higher chance of being killed by a clown? than another just a normal human being in fact i would say i the would opposite. say so i would say, I would say since... a much lower chance of being killed by a clown than just a normal human being <laughs> not just as a clown no but
0: i'm not scared of i'm not scared of being killed by a clown in general i'm saying that clowns in general are creepy and that's because in modern culture we have created a cis uh um uh, the concept of them being creepy so i would say as a result There is more chance now of a clown being creepy. And I think if you're into clowning, I've got nothing against you personally, but I think it's a strange thing to be into because you know that it's got a creepy undertone to it.
1: Yes, I would agree.
0: And yet you're still doing it, which in itself becomes slightly more creepy, controversial.
1: I quite like the, some of the, if you watch some of the makeup artists though online doing their tutorials, they're very, very talented and impressive with what they can do. But then going out dressed like that, I get is a bit weird. Didn't yeah. they drop McDonald's Ronald McDonald because of that? Quite possibly. I mean, Ronald,
0: Ronald McDonald in your, in your house at night. Terrifying. Yeah,
1: I get that. But anyone in my house that's unexpected <laughs> at night is terrifying. I don't want anyone in my house. If it was a small child Uh-oh. and he was standing there with a the machete with no clown face on, that would scare me. Even though I could probably take that the child. But, but the clown's almost on a
0: supernatural level scary.
1: Well look, if I think if someone alters their eyes and didn't have any makeup on, that would be as scary as a clown. If you put white contacts in or red contacts in and just a girl done her makeup and just put no like contacts in, uh, contacts in with no um color, so just white, that would be just as scary, but it would be just makeup. In my personal opinion. And again, that's why I say with context, because if a clown was in your house, then that would be scary. But if a clown was just walking down the street, I wouldn't think anything of it. I don't be really worried, but anyway, the clowns wear massive shoes, you'd be able to run away. Yeah,
0: they wouldn't even... I'd beat a clown up. No problem.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> well,
0: I think that's a good topic. Okay, that was a good topic. Let us know what you think in the comments.
1: What. Well, uh... <laughs> What's the time? Okay, right. Let's do. Let's do one more, and then we'll do a reflex. <laughs> billionaires shouldn't exist. Oh, controversial. That is
0: controversial. Um, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna. I'm gonna preempt a little bit what your position is on this, and so as a result, I'm going to say billionaires should not exist. We shouldn't be living in a society in which someone is able to attain the wealth of a billionaire um, and i think that to give you some context for that thought is that conceptually i don't have a problem with billionaires right now but i think we should be moving towards a society that doesn't allow that level of wage or um
1: the wealth, is inc- spread wealth disparity
0: across us as a society i don't think we need to get to a point where there are So many people having so much of the wealth
1: to themselves. Okay. So I would say, I would say that I agree with the wealth disparity. People who are nurses and doctors and teachers and uh, policemen and firemen and all those and NHS workers are all very, very important jobs. In my opinion, the most important jobs in society. There should definitely not be a gap between someone who earns billions of pounds and those people who might be earning less than £30,000 a year. That's yeah. that's ridiculous. There, there should be a lot more money for those people. I'm not saying they should obviously be necessarily millionaires, but they should definitely be on a much, much higher wage and that can obviously be brought down if you had less disparity, disparity between those people and billionaires. However, and Elon Musk buying Twitter is a good example, when you have things worth... 40 billion pounds who can who can buy them if there's no billionaires and twitter is the perfect example because twitter has gone off on a radical left-wing tirade where basically everyone's getting cancelled and shut down if you don't agree with these very far left um political movements that are happening controversial not controversial. but isn't it isn't is it da-
0: isn't it dangerous that like individual human beings can attain a level of wealth in which they can purchase and uh certain um companies that allow yes. them just to have full control over them? yes
1: and really the gov. And i don't understand why this hasn't happened yet because it's, it's absolutely insane that it hasn't happened yet it's because there's a bunch of 70 plus year old men running countries who don't understand technology but there should have been government intervention in all social media years ago. Regulation, Re- regulation, regulation in, innovation in social education. media, um, to prevent these sort of radical movements happening. Um, not saying that all the like, movements aren't important, and they should and they should happen. Some of them, but you know, especially on Twitter, a lot of them have, have are radical, teaching children about trans changing your sex at the age of 10 things like that are, are radical are radical <laughs> that's just that and again not controversial in my opinion <laughs> that kind of thing it should have been regulated much earlier on telling people you hope they die that you're going to kill them that you hope they get cancer blah blah, blah. all these things should have been regulated you should have some sort of social but
0: but there's no saying that Elon Musk... I know we, he says he is going to... Um, no, you're right, you're address right. That, he might not address it. It might have been a, It might have been... He might, might be super left-wing and then go extra mental on it. Start making it Yeah, to be, fa- to be fair, he's
1: probably only bought it so he can move cryptocurrency markets aggressively. <laughs> um, But... So But so for that so, so the reason being is is that there are very expensive things in the world and that's why there are billionaires yes and so i do mind it like the things like the saudi arabia family and okay. the um uh what are the what are the american ones called i think they're american the rothschild, the rothschild. So they're like trillion pound
0: dynasties
1: dynasties yeah so you know we're worrying about single people single billionaires and bear in mind uh, i mean elon musk i mean he's a a particularly bad example of a billionaire because he's done a lot of good for the world um in what he's done but i mean he got paid out what 180 million or something like that from paypal he could have just retired and not done anything he's built solar city he's built tesla he's built spacex he's built um neuralink um, starlink he's done all these amazing things with his money um you've got Jeff Bezos' wife, who divorced Jeff Bezos and then gave something like fifteen was it fifteen billion, I think, to charity. charity. The problem is everyone's then complained is that in the time she's given all that money away, she's made more money because obviously the shares in Amazon have gone up considerably and therefore but that is how capitalism works. People buy into products that they believe is good. That people believe Amazon is a good product and that's why it's so successful and there's so much money in it.
0: But yes, but... I think
1: it's but, understanding that... Oh, so the other thing you have to understand is Elon Musk doesn't have billions of pounds in cash. He has to, all, a lot of his money is tied up in stock. So yeah, he,
0: all of it's tied up in stock. Basically. So he has
1: to say, like, he's had to borrow money to buy yeah. Twitter. He's not just gone, oh, I've got 40 billion sitting in the bank. I'm just going to take my 40 billion cash out.
0: Isn't, it, isn't that a bit mental as well, though? Do you see what Trevor Noah said about this? Like... Uh, this is this is okay, like kind much, of not, you don't sure. no, you don't, don't like him no <laughs> i didn't, wouldn't think you would i didn't, he's right um but i think he's spot on about this so the point he was making is that if you own stock you're worth a certain amount of money obviously but you don't technically have that money which is the age-old question about how someone like elon musk can get away with paying so little tax in comparison to what he earns because
1: again Elon Musk for example because he's paid more tax than any other human being
0: yeah but see we can get into that because he still hasn't though is he i i pay like of a percentage of what i earn and what i need to live i pay a, a stupid amount of tax and because he's a billionaire he would have to pay 40 billion before he comes close to contributing to society the way i do or as a percentage of my sacrifice my sacrifice towards society is so much greater than True. Elon Musk's but
1: the the problem with that is is he has hundreds if not thousands of people who rely on him yeah making money which is, you don't
0: we, yeah but i'm which i'm and
1: all those people pay taxes on top of that as well
0: yeah yeah but i'm not against a hierarchy in general but i'm saying like there's got to be a line at which you say well the disparity here is like is not referencing like the, the idea that someone can just be worthy of over 10 billion times the amount that you're worth, for example, or I'm worth, that seems like we've got that drastically wrong as to where the, the difference is. Like someone could be hundreds of thousands of times more worthy, maybe, but that seems to be like the limit for me.
1: Yeah, but the problem with that being is that he left paypal of 180 million i say he was only had 180 million he's chosen to spend that whole 180 million which most people wouldn't do they would just that'd be it then they'd just pack up and finish you know work for life as most people do when they win lottery or win large sums of money they just spend it straight away on on luxuries he invested nearly all his money into three different companies spacex tesla and another one the boring company solar city or solar city Um, and grew and chose to grow those companies and then invested more and more money more money here the more money invested into into different things so if you're going to do that then that then you are going to continuously make more money because you're providing a service if you're not providing a service to anyone then you're probably not there's no billionaires walking around who just have a day job um, no, and
0: I, and I get that, uh, but again, I, I'm not suggesting that people shouldn't be able to earn a lot of money if they're offering a lot to society, but my point would be, why does it not, why does it have to be that much money? Well, so how could
1: it, how would you, the, the question is then, and is how So say, say society picks a, a number, right? So let's just say, let's say 1 billion is the maximum anyone's yeah. wealth can be. The problem with with it is, is the reason he's so rich is because the public are the public and the institutions are investing in him or his company. That's why he's become so rich, right? Yeah, it's not people aren't directly paying him money and going. here, here you go his money giving him his money. They're buying stock. The stock goes up. They're making money because they're buying the stock market. You know, while lots of people might be shorting his stock, lots of people are buying his stock and it goes up, and then therefore his wealth goes up, which then gives him obviously much more leverage. But what, with the way the current system works in terms of capitalism and people and, you know, a, a stock becoming publicly traded or a company becoming publicly traded, how, how can you prevent that
0: from well, happening? good question. I mean, that's very difficult because of the situation we're in. But at the moment, right, he borrows money to live off the back of his stock, right? So when he wants to, so he bought Twitter, right? And so he went to the, some banks and he said, can I borrow $4 billion or whatever? And this is obviously a very top line version of what he did. Mm-hmm. And so if I went to a bank and I said, can I borrow $4 billion? They would say, well, no, because you're not going to pay that back. But when he goes there, he says, well, if I don't pay it back, you can have my stock. Yeah, right? So he's got leverage. So he's got leverage. But I
1: could do that with and you could do that with your house. You just can't borrow that amount because you haven't got that leverage.
0: Yeah, but the problem is, is that that stock... If he's, if he's doing that, that means that stock is worth money to him, right? But he's not paying any tax on that money because it's not money, apparently. So the concept is like, oh, he doesn't pay any tax because actually he doesn't earn that much because actually his wealth is purely stock. Yeah, but, I've just... but then he's going to a bank and he's saying, well, can I have four billion, please? Uh, you can have my stock. And they're saying, oh, yeah, yeah, you can do that. So if I was going to say, how do we stop it? I would say you can't use your stock as leverage to borrow money. And then he'll have to just be regular rich off the back of what he pays on his salary and any dividends he takes out of actual profits. And therefore he would have to post his profits so that he can get taxed properly.
1: I agree that there should be some sort of line where rich people are taxed, that there should be a certain amount where that goes in line with your stock that you have to pay yourself. So if your stock is worth, I don't know, a hundred pound per per stock and you have where x amount of x amount of shares your money your wage has to go up in line with that so you are paying yourself essentially so if you then if your wage starts off at forty thousand, and you know tens of hundreds of thousands of people buy your shares and they go up then your wage needs to go up with that and so you're paying a fair tax on it yeah but what you're saying but you're saying with the whole leverage side of it is i've just done that with my house and anyone could do that once they've got leverage on something. So I've just borrowed tax-free money against my house because I've borrowed, I remortgaged and borrowed money against a price of my house. My house might go down in price now, back down to what I'm what my mortgage my mortgage is. Yeah. And therefore, if it went back down, I would have a hundred percent mortgage essentially on my house because the house has gone back down in price. So he's just based what he's doing with the bank it's just they're basing it on the valuation of a company same way you just ban it on a house or any sort of asset that you're going to leverage and borrow money against it and that is what that's how that's what the rich people do yeah but
0: over over 100 million you you can't do it
1: well obviously his is very excessive but
0: yeah but that would be one way to
1: but in that example then companies like for example Tesla might never have become happened you're preventing innovation
0: why wouldn't they have happened
1: because you, if he needed X, and whatever that amount is, X amount, say it's more than the amount you're setting, like 100 million, and he needed 120, and therefore he sunk 100 million into it and couldn't sink any more in because we've put in a rule where you can only put 100 million in, and he needed more money. And then you said, well, you can't do that. And then his company went bust.
0: Yeah, but that's not how... Because that's not the only way for you to raise money. There's always been plenty of places and ways to raise money. This is just a way to stop people from... Paying tax, paying yeah, leveraging tax loopholes essentially at a certain level so that we can funnel more of it back into public services. The, the, if he needs his 120 million and he can only get 100 million from the bank, say, say, obviously, I'm not suggesting that this is the, is the, the creme de la creme man, of, yeah. of answers, but um, then he needs to find a, share, a shareholder who's got 20 million or like a, a business partner, sorry, who can give him 20 million,
1: but then what happens? Or use 20 million you got, of his own. Won't you then have the same problem though if. 10 rich people 10 people go well this is bullshit Let's 10 of us who are all mega rich let's all let's all get together with our 100 million and create this new company which is then going to be well over already that amount potentially because then their company is going to be worth 10x of 100 million before they start because they're all going to invest 100 million into it because they can't invest their own billion into it
0: Uh, potentially but isn't that better because it's less likely that you're going to be able to do those things then as a result. So it gives just less utility to move around and save for those rich people, which is all it it is for me. It's like, it's not allowing it to be so easy to do and like to act like that's okay. Because at the moment we have this kind of like concept of, well, they deserve it. They, you know, they worked hard for it and like, this is how it works. And it's kind of like, well, shouldn't we be trying to regulate to a point where you're still allowed to make money? But it doesn't. It's not. It's not necessarily easy to do.
1: The, I would say that the, all the regulation that's in place is put put in place at the wrong price points by a mile. Like all the regulation points come in at about a hundred thousand pound, which is which is fuck all yeah, I If think you live in bad. London, that's where pretty much all the regulation comes in. Like now, if you're trying to buy, for example, a second property, it's very difficult to go from one property to two to get the money together to buy the one is fine, but to get the second property is very very difficult there's a lot of loops uh, hoops to jump through and there's uh, there's just a lot more to it and you need a lot more money to get that second property whereas if you go down the line 10 properties down it becomes very very easy you have huge cash flow and there's no regulation and you can buy hundreds of properties because you have the cash flow from once you get to property 10 but going from property one to two is what's difficult and it's the same with billionaires and you know high level ceos you have a high level ceo that pays a large amount of tax but doesn't actually earn that much they might only burn in half a million pounds which is obviously a lot of money but not in comparison to a billion pounds yeah and the regulation is all on that person and not at the billion pound level whereas really the regulation should be aimed at something like five or ten million plus okay well let's get some more stats and we can come back to um, we could come back to Billionaires Shouldn't Exist with more statistics. Will
0: take some,
1: uh, let's go to the phone lines. How long we have been filming? A long time. Um, that doesn't say. It's been an hour now. Yeah. Pretty, okay. pretty peckish. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> okay, let's hit
0: the r- 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 reflex. Okay, so reflex is a segment where one of us presents the other one with a controversial statement that the other one has not heard and has to give their absolute immediate response to is that correct
1: yeah i wouldn't say it's necessarily a controversial well, apparently it's not very controversial. well i mean it is controversial depending obviously whether we disagree or agree with each other but i wouldn't say it's controversial but it's uh is it just a will... is
0: it like just a
1: well i'll tell you i'll read it okay, to you, you then... tell me what it is and okay. i'll see how i respond if we have a meeting scheduled for midday
0: fuck you know i know exactly what this is going to be okay. forward
1: and i say can we move it forward two yeah, hours and i've what had this time would that meeting it, then be
0: it's a great question and there is Other a way. correct answer and i've had this conversation many times Because
1: i would agree there's a correct answer
0: so it's at midday today yep. and you're pulling it forward by an hour yeah
1: but what, let's say midday to, no say it's midday what? tomorrow we meeting midday tomorrow and i want to move the fo- i want to move the meeting forward two hours what time are we having our meeting 10 a.m I would say 2 p.m. No,
0: because you're wrong and you're so wrong it's ridiculous and it's embarrassing and you should <laughs> go and hide in a hole somewhere.
1: I'm going to tell you why I'm right and I'm going
0: to No, because you're going to give me a bunch of or oh, you can tell me obviously because <laughs> I'm <laughs> but you're going to give me a bunch of stuff that isn't pertinent to the situation. Sorry, so go on tell me give me your your completely useless reasons as to why it's moved for forward, <laughs> forward moves it from 12, 12 to 2.
1: Uh, because when you move something forward you you go forward in time that would be the the basic the basics of it so if someone said you're going to move something forward you go forward in time not backwards in time if you said can i can we bring it back to bring it back i think it's the the, the wording <laughs> yes If someone says can you move it forward then you i would assume forward in time forward if you're bringing something whereas if someone said can you can we bring it back can we bring it back two hours i would assume you're bringing it back in back in time to 10
0: but the the way you're looking
1: the way you're looking at um yeah you're looking at it you're looking at it is in linear time aren't you and i'm looking at it from uh, the clock
0: no you're looking at it in linear time you're looking at it as like it's all on one one line and everything's move. We're everything's moving forward and everything's moving back. So therefore, if you move something forward, it's got to go
1: away from you. But when you're talking about clock's the same though, because if you're moving it forward on a clock, the clock has got to go round forward two hours. If you're saying can we move? Yeah. It forward. So if
0: you were to say to someone, so um, what?
1: In what? In what a scenario are you right? <laughs>
0: uh, well, I'll tell you now. <laughs> okay. Get ready for the I the down. So what you don't understand is. Right? Let's <laughs> have is that when you are moving towards a meeting, right? So I'll agree, if someone said to me, oh, it's eight o'clock, can you just move that clock forward two hours? I would put it to 10 o'clock, right? Right. But if you said we've got a meeting tomorrow at eight o'clock, that meeting is moving forwards towards me and I'm moving forwards towards it. So to move it forward, it gets closer to me. So the meeting, when you say move it forward, gets closer
1: Why? to then That's the opposite of what forward would be, wouldn't it? If I'm standing in front of you and you say move forward and I start backing up into you, you'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> would you?
0: No, because that's what I'm saying. So you're not looking at it. You're looking at it as this linear, like, objective timeline. But Which is how we view time, yeah. No, yeah, but that's not how we view meetings. So <laughs> <laughs> if something is set in stone as a time, it's... It's eight hours away. So if you want to move it forward, then it only becomes six hours away, which means the meeting has moved forward because it was eight hours away and now it's six hours. So the meeting's trajectory, actually, as you imagine it as a line, is moving towards zero. So it's at, it is moving backwards in that sense, but it's moving forwards. <laughs> Does like, that make sense? I don't feel like you've solved the point to it. No,
1: I've, this is because you're not understanding the point and this is what happens. Uh, people don't understand it and it's like, <laughs> right, it's so, so stupid. Listen, uh, so I understand, I can understand why people would, I can understand why people get confused with this and I understand the premise of what you're saying of, of it, of when someone says move it forward because you're moving it, although you're saying moving it forward, you're moving it forward to an earlier time. I do understand that, but in every other scenario, it would be going the other way other than this particular in this one scenario yeah
0: but you are we're talking about this one particular scenario
1: well okay i'm not saying that i'm not saying that you're what you're saying is correct i'm saying i can understand in that scenario while why it would be misconstrued what i'm saying is in every other scenario you it, it what you're saying doesn't make sense there's no other scenario where what you're saying makes sense in every other scenario if you said like you just said about moving the clock forward to change the time when you say the clocks go forward, the clocks go forward an hour. They don't go back an hour. When they go back an hour, they go back an hour. So why, when you have a meeting and you're going forward, do they go back?
0: Because because for this reason, so this is this is why it's a, a contentious topic, because when you've set something as a time, then you mess with the, uh, the context of what forward and backwards is. And you still think it's like, oh, it's like everything else, but it's not. Because what you failed to take into account is that the meeting itself has a set place and is trying to get to you just as you were trying to get to it. So if you bring it forward, that means it is closer to you. So your thinking as the goal is the meeting is to keep going in one direction, but it's not. The meeting's direction is towards me. So when you move it forward, it gets closer to me yeah that makes sense right yeah yeah i and I'm I, right. am, I think i'm right i understand Bob. i'm pretty sure I'm i right. understand
1: why people <laughs> misconstrued it what i'm saying is it doesn't make sense in any other scenario other than this one which is arguable because obviously people think differently of it but what i'm saying is in every other scenario it doesn't make sense um how do we how do we end uh, we'll end it with saying, guys. If you've got any controversial topics you want us to discuss, just uh, drop us a message, and we will debate them on future podcasts. Yeah, uh,
0: thanks for listening. Thanks
1: very much for listening. I mean, genuinely, if someone's listened to
0: this, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. <laughs>
1: um, um, and, and there'll be yeah. more next week. Yeah,
0: or more to come. Um, happy
1: Easter debates <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs>